0: past few weeks we've been talking about the power and the authority that is available to us through Jesus to really um see his kingdom come here on the earth even as it is in heaven the way that Jesus prayed and it's something that I I fully acknowledge I don't have a full grasp on but I know that his word says that it's true and so it's true I just gotta I gotta learn to figure it out let him teach me and and especially to teach me to walk in it more fully uh, last week, we learned that one of the keys to experiencing that is obedience. Just doing what the Lord calls us to do and what He calls us to lead us in. You know, we had a situation last night where it was family chaos. we got three teens and just, uh, you know, across the board, all kinds of chaos. And then on the way home, um, you know, we got behind somebody that needed some help and we were able to help him. But, you know, we just... We laughed about it when we got back home, because we're like, you know what, if, if, if Megan didn't, you know, if she got her way, and, and if mom wasn't so stubborn, and if that fight didn't happen, we would not have been exactly where we needed to be, when we needed to be there, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, you know, it's just amazing, and that's just a taste of that story, he worked out so many different things along the way, it's just so cool, that even... Even, I'm just going to say, even when we're walking in sin, sin sometimes and we got bad attitudes and whatever, that doesn't mean God can't use us. <laughs> he is so much bigger than all of our failures and all of our weaknesses. He He forgives our sin. He heals our diseases. He forgives. Just He just, he's so good. He is so, so good. And I love it when he just shows himself mighty in the midst of family chaos and routine everyday lives, you know. When God just shows up and does the miraculous. It's just, it just... It leaves you in awe of him, you know, it just leaves you humbled and uh, just excited to, to be a believer, to be a follower of Christ in these days. But this key of obedience, Jesus literally said this when he was getting challenged. He said, very truly, I tell you, the, the son, and he was referring to himself, can, only, can, can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. And so I know that's been one of our, our, you know, the leadership team's prayers here, is that God would open our eyes to see what he is doing so that we can just cooperate with him, so that we can just obey him and to see him move here on the face of the earth. Just obediently cooperating with God. It's the key to unlocking the power of God in and through our lives. It enables us to be overcomers in life. It enables us to be victors and even more than conquerors when we more fully realize our position as a son and a daughter of God, it radically transforms the way that we understand the power of God. It really does. It it enables us to begin to see that anything is possible for us, that when we ask anything in accordance to his will, it's ours. We can walk as a child of God. And then we start seeing that all those little petty things that trip us up and ensnare us, they seem so meaningless in contrast to who God is and to his great, great unfailing love for us. And all these things, they're all made possible. That whole relationship as a child of God is made possible because of Jesus, his death and his resurrection. He made a way for us. But, but there's a picture in life that is so much bigger about what is happening in this world and in our lives and even in our mundane routines that we need to realize and understand. The the question is, how do we overcome those struggles? How do we overcome those routine things that snare us up and trip us up all the time? Paul writes to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 6, and most of you are very familiar with the fullness of this verse, but I just want to touch on the first few. And he encourages the church who is struggling To be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So we realize it's not about us and it's not about our abilities. And praise be to God, that means it's not about my disabilities and my weaknesses and my sin. It's not about any of those things. It's all about him and his power. That's what it's all about. So be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Our struggle is never against flesh and blood. It's against rulers. It's against authorities. It's against principalities. It's against powers of this dark world. It is against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And so we've got to keep that in mind. In fact, I believe it's in Galatians chapter 6, the scriptures talk about how people are held captive by the enemy to do his will. The battle, it may show itself in the physical, it may show itself with people and with flesh, but the struggle is always in the heavenly realms of what's happening behind the scenes. And that struggle began long before you and I even chose to follow Jesus, We get a bit of a a little like overlaps of a history lesson and what's happening in the present and what's happening in the future. Because that's how God sees it. He's eternal. He doesn't see what's happening tomorrow because he's already there and he's already at the beginning and the end and he's all through it all. And so he gives us this sort of history, present, future lesson in Revelation chapter 12. And, And he tells us what happened historically and what is happening now and what is yet to come. It says that war broke out in heaven this is a past tense history lesson. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail. Nor will Satan ever prevail against you. And we'll see why here shortly. No longer was a place found for them in heaven. So the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of old that we call the devil or Satan, the one who deceives the whole world, he was cast down to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. So that's present tense. He's still roaming to and fro on the earth. He's still going before the father accusing us. He's just, he's doing what he's always been doing from the beginning. But then in verse 10, then John said, I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, but now salvation And strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down and they have overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Every song that we sing here, it's based on Scripture. Usually it's just quoting the Scriptures. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony, we overcome Satan, the devil, the serpent of old, whatever the heck you want to label his name. We overcome him. And it goes on to say, And they did not love their lives, even to death. So therefore, rejoice, heavens! Rejoice all those who dwell in them! And woe to the inhabitants of the earth! end of the sea. For the devil has now come down to you, and his wrath is great because he knows that he has a short time. The devil knows his time is short, and we know it's one day shorter than it was yesterday. We see the signs that Jesus said to look for. We know the end times are drawing near. We may be even living in them. He knows his time is short, so he is pouring out his wrath the devil and all those angels that were cast out of heaven along with him we call them demons now um, those fallen angels who joined satan in his rebellion against god their goal now since they got kicked out of heaven their goal now is to is to fight against heaven by fighting against those who represent him us who are created in the very image of god satan knowing that he is defeated can you imagine how he feels when he sees us made in the image of God freely giving glory to God? Do you ever wonder why worship is so hard and challenging? It's because Satan doesn't want you to do it. He wants you to either give him glory and honor or at the very least to not give it to God. He'll be content with that. That's why it's so hard sometimes to enter into worship because the enemy just doesn't want you to do it. So you know what? Like, near to him, and you enter into worship, you declare the praises of God, and it just ticks him off. And it's a good thing, because guess what? You don't have to be afraid of him. We don't have to walk around afraid of the devil, looking for, you know, demons under every, every uh, shadow. Because greater who is in you than he who is in the world. The one who kicked Satan and his angels out of heaven dwells within you. So you never have to fear. Never have to fear. You are always the victor, always the victor. So right now, they work to prevent anyone from realizing their full potential and everything that God has done for them. They go around establishing their kingdom of darkness here on the earth, and they don't want to lose an inch of ground. They don't want to lose a single soul to God's kingdom. The wrath of Satan is being poured out on the earth because he knows his days are short. That is why the battle is so fierce and intense right now, and we all feel it when you're aware of it. But here's the good news, right? The devil can be overcome. You won! You have the victory, right? You won the fight. The kingdom of darkness can never, ever overcome the kingdom of light. Light will always push back darkness. It will always win, it will always trump, it will always triumph. Those who are held captive by the devil to do his will, they can be set free. Those who are possessed or oppressed of the devil can be lifted and exalted from it. Delivered from every bit of it. Satan thought that he had won the ultimate victory on Calvary. When Jesus hung on that cross, put there by his own creation... People mocked him. Why, why don't you just get yourself down from there if you're really the son of God? They mocked him, they, they accused him, they spit in his face, they beat him. I mean, they it just it was nasty. When he was finally crucified and buried, the devil thought he had won. Finally, he you know he couldn't beat you know God on his home turf in heaven. So he's thinking, wow, Jesus came down to earth? And then he's not wrapped in glory and splendor. He's wrapped in flesh. So weak, so easy to tempt, so easy to overcome. He thought he had the victory. But we don't know what happened three days later, right? The grave was emptied. And the living son of God walked right out of it, right? We have the victory. Then, if you can imagine how, like, just dumbfounded satan was when that happened then 50 days later the holy spirit was poured out on all those who followed jesus right now he just unleashed the power of god all throughout the earth right it's like if you're you're ticked off with that one little hornet so you go up and you just take a baseball bat to the nest you know that'll show them right uh-uh <laughs> that's exactly what the enemy did he thought he was gonna stomp and silence the name of Jesus with those believers you know what happened when persecution came it spread everywhere it was unstoppable you couldn't shut people up about Jesus even though it meant their life and that's still what's happening across the globe today every place that the enemy turns he comes face to face with a child of God pushing his kingdom back pulling people into the kingdom of light demolishing every one of his works he just can't win salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God the power of Jesus Christ have come those are the days that we are living in right now right sorry I'm all over the place here Uh, now we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony your testimony your word is so powerful as Joe shared this morning what God has done for him. What God has done for you. Nobody can refute it. You can quote the scriptures. The scriptures are meaningless to the people in the world today. Do you know what they can't refute? The power of God that did a work in your life. I was once this, but now I'm this. Try to, try to refute that, you know. Try to you know, write that off as anything other than the one true living God at work. I just love that reality. Through the Holy Spirit, we find access to the raw Power of God, through the authentic presence of God, you are plugged in to an unbelievable source of power. It is a power that upholds us. It is a power within us that shapes and defines who we are. It's like spiritual Botox, okay? Shaping us from the inside out to be who we we're supposed to be. Getting rid of all those little. He wants a bribe that's wrinkleless and blemishless, and he's doing that from the inside out, right? A power within us that nothing, absolutely nothing outside of you can change. No one and nothing can stop the power of God working in and through your life. A power within that is only revealed in an even greater measure when it's placed under pressure and opposition. Paul described it this way, as he saw earlier. Paul said, you know what, we are are hard pressed on every side. But we're not crushed. We are perplexed. What is happening here it's okay to be perplexed we're perplexed but we are not abandoned we might be struck down but we are not destroyed and you may remember that song right we're blessed beyond the curse yeah yeah exactly Mm, the pressure may be on but when the pressure is on a believer all that it does is more clearly reveals what is within them right I kind of think of, um, my, we, we went to that toy store in Butler the other day, Christmas shopping, and they've got those, like, those little pin things, you, like you put your hand in it, or I always put my face in it, and it leaves that imprint. When the pressure is on, and the enemy is trying to destroy you and to crush you, all that it does is reflect to him the glory of God in an even greater and clearer measure. When that pressure is on, all that he sees is an imprint of the hand of God and the harder he presses, the more clear it becomes. You know, our, this is, you know, a little example here. This is a bit of what our life looked like before Jesus. Um, you, you looked a little bit like this. Let's say that this is our flesh, you know, stretchy and wimpy and weak and everything. And before you met Jesus, we, we don't want to stay like this. We want to look like we're really something, right? And so you fill up your life, you know. <sighs> And we know people like this, full of hot air, right? You you look like you're something. You look like you have a full and abundant life. You look like you're something great, right? And then the pressures of life come along, right? The fire and trials of life. And what happens? It, sorry, that kills me every time. It reveals who you really are. You're still weak. You're still tempted, you've got no power to overcome. Your life is really void and empty, and as soon as the reality and the pressures of life come our way, we're broken. We are broken, and we're in need of healing, and that was all of our lives before Christ, but then this is what our lives look like after Jesus comes along, and I don't have, I didn't want to bring a hose inside, so this is full This is full, and it looks a lot like that other balloon, you know, um, but this isn't full of hot air. This isn't full of emptiness and void. This isn't trying to look like you're something. This is just trying to be who you are. It's the exact same balloon. It literally is. These came from Dollar General. You know, it's the same weak balloon, and you know how good they are, you know, how long they last. um, They pop when they're just laying there. It's the same weak flesh, and yet... It's different because of one thing only, and that's with what's within it. Now, when the same fires of life come our way, we are upheld. And trust me, I held this thing here for like 10, 15 minutes at home. You, you, you may feel the heat, but it doesn't change you. It doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change at all. You're not broken, all that it does is reveal you are genuine, authentic, right? It didn't, nothing changed on the outside to enable our flesh to withstand the pressure and the fire of life. The only thing that changed is what's within us. Pure water. In fact, the Bible says that rivers of springs of living water flow from within us. It's just the Holy Spirit within us. That's the only thing that makes us able to stand when before we would be broken, We would be crushed. We would be destroyed. The only thing that enables us to stand over and over and over again, the fires of life, is simply what's within us. That is the life of Christ. This is a life of freedom. This is a life of overcoming, of victory, right? It's strengthened and it's empowered by nothing more or less than the the spirit of the living God within us. It's the only thing that makes us different. There is now a power within us, a power Within us through the Holy Spirit that enables us to bless when we're cursed. There is a power within us to bring peace even when there's chaos all around us. There's a power within us to uphold us under incredible opposition. There's another thing, you know, you blow this thing up, and when the pressure comes on, right, what happens? Oh, I don't want to do it. I can't do it. I just. I can't do it. You know what happens, right? I'm a sissy and it just creeps me out. But when the pressure is on and you've got the Holy Spirit, you might feel a little stretched and a little thin and you may go through some dry seasons, but in the end, you bounce back because you are an overcomer. You are a victor. Nothing can change who you are because you have the living Spirit of God within you who defines you. Who upholds you. That no matter what life throws at you, you are still you. You are still a child of God, right? (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) And you may feel like that in life. Like, whoa, what is happening here? (laughs) What is happening? This isn't right. But you still are upheld, all right? In contrast to this ever-darkening world, This drives me crazy in the world that we're living in. Our world glorifies victims. This world erects statues and glorifies those who are weak and who are victims. God's kingdom instead heals them of their brokenness, restores them to who they truly are, and he takes them from victims to victors. That's what we need to uphold. That's what we need to celebrate. What God does through a life. That we are victors, right? We are more than overcomers. I love this. Jesus, he sent out, he sent out the, um, I don't even know where I'm at. Oh, well, anyways, it's all good. Whatever's up there is up there. He sent out 72 of his disciples ahead of him into all the towns that he was going to travel to. He gave them power and authority to minister in those places. And it says that the 72 returned with joy. Here's where we are. The 72 returned with joy and they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And Jesus replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, right? That's how we know that was a history lesson in Revelation. Jesus said, I saw it happen. I was there when he got kicked out to the earth. I kind of picture the enemy like hiding behind a tree like, yeah, I know, you know, (laughs) shuddering. Jesus said, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing, nothing, I had another one, neater, neater. Nothing will harm you. Nothing, no work of the enemy can destroy you. No matter what comes your way, you will overcome it. He said, You will overcome all the power of the enemy, nothing will harm you. However, don't rejoice about the demons submitting to you. Rejoice that your name is written in heaven. And at that time, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit and joy, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of the heaven and the earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned. And instead you have chose to reveal them to little children. And yes, Father, it is for your joy you are pleased to do it. Simple, common people like you and I. Literally, we are no different than everyone else in the face of the earth. The only difference is the Spirit of God within us. It's the only thing that makes us anything. It's all about Him. We overcome because of the Holy Spirit within us. And you and I, we still bring joy to Jesus, when we walk in that authority, when we walk a life in the realization that nothing can harm us, nothing can stand against us, we are who God says we are. Doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, says, or does to us. We are a child of God. Another time, Jesus sends the disciples out to minister, and he said this. This is in Matthew chapter uh, ten, verse seven through eight. He said, "As you go, proclaim this message." The kingdom of heaven is here heal the sick raise the dead cleanse those who have leprosy drive out demons freely you have received freely give and this should be your like life mission you've been freely given everything from Jesus so we hold on to nothing with a tight fist everything we have is his to give out right Later on, Jesus tells his disciples about his uncovering death and resurrection. They are heartbroken. They are confused. They are frustrated. They're not understanding what Jesus is saying. And he said, I've told you all these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have all kinds of trouble. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Then following his resurrection, he goes back to those same disciples. And he gave what we call the Great Commission. It applied to them then, and it applies to us now today. And we find it in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. It said, then Jesus came to them and said, All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. And of course, you're in a Pentecostal church. We like to remember the Great Commission, as Mark also quoted it. He quoted it this way. He said that Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation whoever believes and is baptized will be saved whoever doesn't believe will be condemned and these signs will accompany all you who believe in my name they will drive out demons in my name they will speak new tongues in my name they will pick up snakes with their hands and when they drink deadly poison it will not harm them at all they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Amen. And then in verse 19, and after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, seated at the right hand of God. Man, all that sounds really familiar from a song we just sang, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm telling you, Christian worship people, they got the easiest job in the world writing songs. I mean, all they got to do is quote a couple of verses of scripture. The lyrics are already there for them, right? Sorry, side note. (laughs) Right. It says, Then, after Jesus was taken up into heaven, seated at the right hand of God, then the disciples went out and they preached everywhere. And the Lord Jesus worked with them and confirmed his word by signs that accompanied it. We have been freely given the raw power of God in our lives. And the intent is that the raw power of God would flow out of our lives. That we would live such a life that proves that to God nothing is impossible. That there is nothing too hard for our great God. And that is the message that we proclaim. He defeated sin and death. Surely He can defeat your sin. And whatever's trying to snare you up and trip you up, surely it is not too hard for Him, right? We've been given free access to the power through which all things are possible. We've been given the authority to overcome. To overcome all the temptations of this flesh. You've seen it happen. If I can do it for a Dollar General balloon that costs about a penny... Surely the Spirit of the living God can uphold your life and enable and equip you to overcome the temptation of this flesh. We have been given the power and the authority to overcome every scheme of the enemy. You can no longer say the devil made me do it because we are aware of the plans and the schemes of the enemy and we can rise above them. In fact, we can share the plans and schemes of the enemy to other people. I'm reminded of a a, a king in in ancient, uh, I think it was Israel, you know, that in this... No, 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 I'm sorry. I have it all wrong. But anyways, this king of an enemy of God's people kept coming up with these game plans. And he whittled it down so there was only a few people with him who he would share his plans to. And yet every time he would share a plan to defeat the people of God... God would tell the prophets. And God's people were ready to defend every attack of the enemy. He was like, okay, which one of you is it? And finally somebody spoke up and he's like, it's it, none of us. It's, it's Elijah. Like that dude just, he knows what's happening here in your bedroom. Like he just knows your plans and purposes. That is what Jesus has equipped you to do. To be aware of every." snare of the enemy. Every one of his plans to destroy you, you know about it. So you can just laugh and walk right around it every time. It's kind of, you've been made like the roadrunner to Wile e. Coyote. No matter what the enemy develops and tries to destroy you with, you just rise above it and fly beyond it, right? Nothing can slow you down. Nothing can stop you. You just, meep, meep, and you're on your way, you know? That is you in the spiritual realms. You have also been given the power and the authority to overcome all the opposition that this world could ever throw at you. Life as a believer, living as a child of light in this ever darkening world is not easy. People think you're crazy and flaky for some of the things that you really believe. Like Genesis 1, in the beginning God created them male and female. How can you, racist, homophobe, like you know you get called all these names, you're a hater. I don't hate any homosexual at all, I love them just want to set them free from and and, and help them to understand who they were really created to be so they can live life to its full out of all that confusion and opposition and everything. You know, it it just blows my mind when you believe these simple things, these simple truths, and you're hated for it. Don't give them a reason to hate you. You've been given the truth. You've been given a living hope love people into the kingdom of God. It's his loving kindness that draws us to repentance. Never once did I repent of any sin in my life when God was like, loser, sinner, what is wrong with you? You're never going to get it right. It's never what Jesus did for me. Jesus is like, all right, come on, let's do it again, okay? You know, every single time he met me where I was at, forgave me, brushed me off, and then moved me forward. And that's what we need to do for those around us that is how you pull people out of the snare and the trap of the enemy with the love of God that nothing can stand against nothing ever can stop amen Romans eight reminds us that there is no condemnation for us that we are more than conquerors that if God is for us that nothing and no one can successfully stand against us Romans 8 reminds us that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. That there is no condemnation. That there is only one who is found worthy to condemn us. Jesus Christ himself. And instead of condemning us day and night, he is interceding for you. He is defending you before the accuser. So from now on, shake off the dust of the past. Don't fear whatever lies ahead of you. And Would you please just be quiet for a minute? Like, seriously. It, it, it thinks that I have diabetes. It's kind of funny some days, you know. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Just, you know, just whatever. It's annoying. It's annoying. Now nah, I I forgot to prick this morning, so I'm being a prick to my pump. Anyways, um, yep. It's like, what is your glucose? Every half hour, it's like, woo 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 woo. You got to tell me what your glucose is, and I'm just like, I'm fine. Shut up. I'm I'm good. I, I know I'm good. I feel that I'm good. It's all good. And I am good, by the way. My A1C was 6.3 just a few days ago. So I, and I praise God for these tools that he gave us to treat sicknesses and diseases, to, to stay away, all the complications long term. But I'm not content with those. I just want to be healed. I just want to be healed. I want to be delivered from it. It's, it's time. I'm ready for it. So from now on, just shake off those things. Whatever tries to trip you up and, and snare you, whatever has worked in the past, walk around it the next time around. Because through Jesus, you are unstoppable. Through Jesus Christ, you are a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer. You're unstoppable through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen, amen. If i got the worship team come forward again, we're going to close with just another uh, another declaration of who we are because that's really what it takes we got to remember remember clearly who you are in Christ Jesus you are all these things and more and sometimes it helps when you're not feeling it and when you're not seeing it and when you don't even believe it yourself to remind yourself what the truth says about you right what the truth says about you so see a victory um. The Bible says all of these truths. The Bible declares that every weapon formed against you will not prosper. That's what the Word of God says about you. you. Know what Steve Furtick wrote? You know that's what God's Word says about you. God's Word says that the kingdom of darkness cannot overcome the kingdom of light. You're a child of God. You carry the light of Christ with you wherever you go darkness will never prevail over your life the God that you serve I have yet and I've read the Bible for a lot of years now I studied it in college never once have I found a victory that God lost have you have you ever found one and if he never lost a battle never lost a war even against Satan and his demons that are rising up against you why do you think he's going to fail you now he's not you will receive a victory, right? Yeah. So this morning, if you'll just stand with me if you're able. And if you're not able, in Jesus' name, be healed. So you can. We're going to give God some praise this morning. And I want you to sing this as if though you believe it with all your heart. Even if there are parts of your heart that doubts it right now, even if your mind is telling you, no, ain't true. Sing it till you believe it. Declare it until it reigns true in your life. You will see a victory. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. You've seen it before your very eyes this morning. It is not a magic trick. It is just a reality of the river of water, springs of living water that flow from within you, that nothing can stop you, nothing can change you. You are who God says you are, and nothing can rise against you. Amen. remember that balloon as you walk through the course of this week. The troubles of this life are going to be real. The battle isn't going to look like it's going to end in it. But trust what the word of God says, that this will end in a victory, that this will be turned around and what the enemy intended for harm and for evil, just like Joseph's brothers intended to harm and to destroy his life. God took those same wicked, evil circumstances, and he turned it around for the good of Joseph and for the salvation of countless thousands of people. Your battle is going to end in a victory, and it is going to earn for you more than your salvation, but the salvation of many when they see the hand of the one true living God enabling you to overcome every obstacle you're faced with. Amen. You're a victor. Now let's go out there and walk in it. Yeah.